Hello, welcome back to Epic. As always, I hope you're doing fantastic. Uh, today, we're going to talk about the carbon cycle and greenhouse gases and how they kind of add up to the problem here. So we're talking about greenhouse gases, human activity, what it's doing to the planet. So we have to start by talking about the carbon cycle. Now, the carbon cycle is the biogeochemical cycle by which carbon is exchanged among the biosphere, petosphere, geosphere, hydrosphere, and atmosphere of the Earth. I know, it's a lot to remember. There are images you can find on the internet. It's essentially the same pictures, but the level of detail will be different depending on the source. It is fairly complex, but I'll just make it very simple. I'll give you a very quick overlook here. What happens is that it's, you have a carbon budget, and this goes back to the idea of energy coming in and energy going out. There are many natural processes here, like photosynthesis. Trees and plants absorb CO2 to make oxygen. But when the plants perform respiration, they put out some of that CO2 back into the atmosphere. When we talk about carbon, it also sinks into the soil. And I'm talking about carbon particles here, okay? Not big lumps of coal. That, that happens like much, much later under completely different conditions. And of course, as you can imagine, most of the earth is water and oceans are also what we call carbon sinks. Like the name implies, carbon particles sink into it and eventually end up at the bottom of the ocean, although that takes a while. There are processes which pump it back into the atmosphere. Usually in the ocean, it's through respiration and decomposition. And in the soil, it's achieved through microbial respiration and decomposition as well. Now, the main new big player here is us, people. We add to this problem by burning fossil fuels. And I also noticed recently that cement production, for some reason, is on the rise. So I guess we're destroying forests and paving a lot of areas, which is not a good idea. Speaking about forests, we are also actively engaged in deforestation. Uh, trees trap a lot of carbon, and when we burn them, they release all of that into the atmosphere. So just to recap here, Fossil fuels are formed when the remains of ancient plants and animals buried deep inside the earth for millions of years. Over a long period of time, heat and pressure has turned these remains into the fossil fuels that we call coal, oil, and natural gas. Today, fossil fuels are mined and burned to release the energy stored inside them. Now, of course, fossil fuels are in a way very good because they are the foundation of modern society. I don't think we'd be able to get the things we have today without fossil fuels. Now, the negative, of course, yeah, that's the positive. The negative, of course, is that we're adding greenhouse gases to our atmosphere, and that has very bad effects for us down the line. But it is true, though, that the burning of fossil fuels has helped to build modern societies and the wealth associated with it. Now, recently, there's been a push towards renewables. Uh, countries are pushing towards wind, solar, and even tidal power. Some of the solutions are pretty expensive, but just to give you an idea here, in the UK, about 50% of electricity produced is from fossil fuels. So that's actually a testament to how far renewables have come. Finally, it's important to talk about the carbon footprint because everybody on the earth has a carbon footprint. Uh, it's the amount of carbon dioxide released into the atmosphere as a result of activities of an individual person. So every person on the earth has a carbon footprint, but some people in some countries have a much larger carbon footprint than others. 
Generally, poor people have a smaller impact because they simply don't have all the luxuries that we in the developed nations do. Somebody living in a shack somewhere in Asia, for example, maybe only uses coal to cook food, maybe once or twice a day. Uh, Maybe they don't even have a light at home. Whereas in a developed world, we have electricity in every room, we have fridges, some people have many fridges, we have things like washing machines, dishwashing machines, etc. If you're living more upscale, you may have a big plasma TV, like you know, like a projector. Uh, definitely luxuries that poor people simply do not have. Uh, my advice here is that next time you go to buy something in the store, uh, check the ingredients of where the product, uh, because check where it's coming from. Because, for example, in Indonesia, they are wiping out large parts of rainforests to make way for palm oil trees, but. Palm oil trees do not absorb CO2 the way trees in the, in the rainforest do. So if people start to boycott certain companies, it will cut the incentive for people in those countries to be farmers and plant even more palm oil trees. Because all of that is, it's just short-term profit. And the cost to the planet is actually huge. And that's a difficult thing to say because we also have to survive, we have bills to pay, etc., But it's true that some professions are more harmful than others. For example, if you're a coal miner, then I'm sorry, but you are causing harm to the planet uh, compared to some office worker somewhere. And this is part of a larger societal problem because, as I mentioned before, the Earth has about 8 billion people, but a lot of the people are just not cared for. They have very low salaries and they just barely get by. This is a result of very poor planning on behalf of the governments, but also on behalf of the people who had too many children. And I'll give you an example here. Let's say you have a country A. Uh, That country has 50 million people, but only 1 million jobs. So what can you do here? Well, you can do many things. You can try to increase the number of jobs, but maybe that's just not an option at all. On the other hand, you can try to control the population so that people have fewer children, which you basically don't need for this particular economy and then the unemployment rates will go down. Also, we have to consider things like automation. Uh, We don't need so many people uh, for particular economies. What we need is a smart growth suitable for the 21st century and onwards. Now, these are things that we as humans can control. Unfortunately, in some cases, it seems we choose not to. Although, it must be said here that in most developed nations, the birth rates are decreasing. Uh, But in developing countries, especially across Africa, the population is increasing quite rapidly. So, in the next lecture, I will talk about the greenhouse effect. Hey guys, thanks for listening. I recommend checking out the website because it has visuals. It also has a quiz section and answer section. Uh, The easiest way to find it is to go to Google and type Epic Climate Change Course. And usually it brings up the listenable link, but that's just an audio link anyway. Uh, But there might be a YouTube video, which has a picture of a tree, a forest, basically. Uh, And so that's it. If you click on that, there is a link in there to the main website. So unfortunately, I don't have a domain, so I don't have a direct link. But anyway, uh, stay tuned for more.